All right, a little bit closer. That's yeah, that's showing more more levels. Well, how close do we have to get? Not to- <laughs> both like hunched over like essentially uh, licking it and we're like are we close enough well i mean at least we'll both be in the same ears this time yeah this time around i think it must have been set up as not in stereo but yeah. like should we apologize for that or does that just no because yeah. the only apologies show can... weakness so let's not do that yeah okay perfect because good plan i don't think anyone cares <laughs> someone may like think it's weird but i don't think I mean, maybe people will complain. Yeah. The four people that listen that aren't our friends, maybe. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> okay, no, 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 I'm ready. No. Okay. Welcome to the... <laughs> I wasn't ready. Which okay. podcast is this? No, I'm ready, I'm ready. Okay. Welcome to the Motorcycle Scoop. It's a podcast about motors, cycles, and ice cream. I'm Len. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, this is, uh, it's going to be a good episode, I can tell already. That's all I have in my life, we need it to be a good episode. (laughs) Alright, we're going to kill it, uh, we're going to kill it today. Okay, I'm ready. walking around New York. It came out five years ago. She was just walking around New York City, not talking to anybody, and it just like recorded all like the cat calls that she got. Oh. Um, and it went super viral. And since then, there's been like, like, look, like she's just walking. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's crazy. Why am I playing this? You ask. <laughs> My long-term memory isn't very good. So yeah, your short-term, I... your short-term memory isn't winning any awards either. So, well, may, but that's just me. Maybe I did see it. <laughs> it came out five years ago. I mean, yeah. maybe I saw it. Um, so the reason I bring uh, the reason why I played that is because um, this article came out yesterday in Al Jazeera called "Easy Rider Motorcycles Help Pakistani Women Bypass Harassment." This is a program. Love me a good program. A program. They spell it with two M's and an E at the end. Programming. Which I really like. So this is about this is about um, women on wheels. Um, so apparently, uh, this is the province of uh, Karachi in Pakistan. So according to a 43-year-old named uh, Faria Butte, uh, the bus network in Karachi is out of control. I'm not even sure how aware the government is how women are treated on these buses. And even if they were aware, would they even do anything for Probably us? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Millions of women in Pakistan run a gauntlet of sexual harassment on public transport, turning simple commutes into an unpleasant and sometimes dangerous undertaking. Uh, This is according to the article uh, in Al Jazeera. They can't ride public transportation without being catcalled and or assaulted. Feeling unsafe. Yeah, so not just like verbal assaults, but like actual physical assaults as well. So Women on Wheels is... Currently partnered with the United Nations Development Program, specifically targeting universities as training centers to accommodate a larger number of applicants within a trusted premise to encourage applications, Salman Sufi, the head of Women on Wheels, tells Al Jazeera. Academic institutions also ensure the sustainability of the program. So basically, they're teaching women how to ride motorcycles in Pakistan so they can avoid the buses and not be subject to... yeah. Yeah, just... 
day harassment day after day. That's a positive. They're committed to recruiting 10,000 women motorcyclists. Yeah, that's awesome. That makes me happy. Women's mobility, especially in Pakistan, is really important. Mobility is economic freedom, essentially. If you can't get to your job, how do you have not, a job? Yeah, yeah, how do you have a job? How do you how do you, how do women grow and like leave their mark on the world? If like just getting there is, I mean, this is something that like I don't have to worry about because I'm a guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? And but I just can't imagine having to deal with this shit every single day. Yeah, you know. So <laughs> I was reading this article. And there's this anecdote. Sakina Asgar, a mother of four children and a teacher, is unable to afford a car, though a motorcycle is a, ver- is a viable alternative. She encountered bitter opposition from her husband when she enrolled in Women on Wheels. But he learned the value of women's mobility when he suffered a heart attack and she was able to rush him to the hospital on her motorcycle. Of course. How like, fuck- <laughs> Of course. Like... I would love to have been there for the I told you so. Like, yeah. he's in the hospital. His, 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 you know, he's, he's split from, from stem to sternum with a big scar. And she's just like, yeah, so you're welcome, motorcycles. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I would have loved to have been there for that. So I think it's really important. I'm super excited about it. I was trying to find a place to donate. They don't really have, like, a website. I found a Facebook group. Maybe once it's kind of more off the ground and out of their first, like, I don't yeah. know if this is their first batch of, like, well, women that they're training. But they had maybe tried it again. Like, they had tried it a couple of years ago. Remember you told me yeah. you had kind of read about it? So they had tried I, it a I couple of years I, ago in a different province. Yeah, when you mentioned this to me, I thought I heard about this before. But then when you said that, I was like, oh, that's probably what happened. Yeah. Because I... I thought I've heard a similar story. It was in the launched past. in 2016, according to this Al Jazeera article, in the Punjab province, only to lose funding in 2018 when a new government came to power. Okay. So Women on Wheels was revived in Sindh province in November 2019. Well, maybe if this time around there's more success with the program, they can expand it to other provinces in the area. Yeah. I'm hoping. And it's not just Pakistan. No, no. I did a little digging. Oh, I'm sure you did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, know you love a, I know you love a stat. You know I love a good stat. Uh, this is uh, from StopStreetHarassment.org. That's pretty straightforward. Um, as far as experiences of verbal harassment go, the top five worst cities were Mexico City, Delhi, Bogota, Lima, and Jakarta. Um, the five worst cities for physical harassment were Mexico City, Bogota, Lima, Tokyo, and Delhi. So similar. Delhi or Delhi? I think it's Delhi. I don't know. It's, I'm really very disappointed in myself <laughs> because 90 Day the Other Way, they had a couple in New Delhi. New Delhi. And Are you sure it's not New Delhi? I don't fucking know. I thought it was Delhi. But obviously, I don't fucking know. But I'm really disappointed in myself because there was yeah. a couple from New Delhi on that season. And, you know, that's all I do is well, sit at and home I, and watch I TV. think it's important, that, like, as two, like, Americans sitting here talking about, like, Pakistan to not make the mistake of being like, oh, well, things are just crazy over there because... It's just another it country happens where here. people have to live. I mean, people deserve... To be treated, you know, with respect no matter what yeah, country they live in. But it's not, it's not just uh, street harassment. 75% of women in London reported having been subjected to harassment, right? So it's not just... Oh, how do Delhi. I... I was right! Oh my god! 
Oh my god, thank you. I thank can't believe you. that's a YouTube video. Thank you, reality of, uh... TV. You've given me something in my very sad fucking life. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like 21% of transit riders in Washington, D.C. experience some form of sexual harassment. This is in January 2016. So, like, stopstreetharassment.org had a lot of a lot of stats that were from, like, the early 2000s, and I wanted to find something that was, like, a little More bit... updated. A little bit updated. Uh, a YouGov poll found that according to a large majority of the public... Oh, yeah, okay. According to a large majority of the public, it is never appropriate, 72% to catcall, while 18% say it's sometimes appropriate. <laughs> hey, man, 18% of the time, I find this appropriate. Yeah, uh... <laughs> I don't um, want to know what other things that yeah. 18% finds appropriate. So in 2014, <laughs> a uh, surveying firm, G- GFK, found 65% of all women had experienced street harassment. How many? 65%. Uh, 23% had been sexually touched. 20% had been followed. That's you know, scary. so this is not just like, uh, I mean, I think the numbers for Pakistan are like 96% or something like that. But still, 65% is the majority of women that's in this country than, have had to deal with this. So, you know, I know math. Uh, 65% <laughs> is more than half. Well done. Um, so I found this article in agc.com. The article came out in uh, October 5th, 2018. So last year. According to the survey, one, <laughs> one in three men... Respondents said they didn't think catcalling is sexual harassment. Meaning, one in three men in twenty eighteen. I don't even want fucking idiots. Like I, this will sound very weird. I don't even think I've ever been catcalled. I don't even want people to talk to me. Let alone like I don't know. I don't want people to look at me. It also said two in three respondents said they didn't think repeated unwanted invitations to dinner, drinks, or dates is sexual harassment. It's like, what the fuck? Well, we do live in a world where people are highly delusional. I have never catcalled somebody in my entire life. And, like, I was thinking when I started... Well, I pinky swear. I'll pinky swear you right now. Let's do it. You know, I think I thought that it was, like, a boomer issue, which is why I didn't want to, like, dig up... You know, I was trying to find, like, the surveys that were closer to... Yeah, exactly. Um, No, I feel like it's a any age thing. I don't know. I mean, it's... At least to me, it seems like an any age issue because... There are dumb people at any age. (laughs) There are fucking assholes, uh, regardless of 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 time on earth. Yeah, yeah. 100%. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. I couldn't find any data to break it down, like, by age or anything like that. But, I mean, it, it, it... Like, it is just so fucking stupid. It is the lowest form of communication to... To whistle at somebody or to they, hey, they want to be like hey. I, know, I know how to whistle yeah uh. like it, it's just like what 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 do you think what do you think is going to happen I don't understand they're like, going to be like this gonna is going to be the one in one million yeah. chance that someone's not going to spit at me can when you, I do this <laughs> can you imagine like telling your grandkids you know how I met your grandmother I was leaning was- out the passenger side of. My best friend's Nissan Altima that he borrowed from his mother, and I whistled at her. And, and then we, she said, I don't want no scrub. We've been, scrub is the guy that can't get no love from me. <laughs> and that's how we met. <laughs> we've been inseparable ever since I uh, slapped her on the ass on the way to Arby's. Uh, it, you know, it's just, it's, 
it's fucking insane. And and I've you know, I've witnessed it um before, like in Salem. Oh really? And I was just like, what 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 was the point of that? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Oh it's a it's a it's a compliment. I, I certainly have had many friends that have been harassed and oh, totally. it is not okay. No, it's not. It's Don't not even... anybody there's no ambiguity here. Anybody listening to this that thinks catcalling is okay, it's fucking not okay. It's harassment. Like, you don't get to just fucking whistle at people on the street. Don't be the one in three men that think it's okay. Don't be the one in three men. (laughs) Don't be the Uh, 33.333%. So the the bar is set so low for this human that they are like, this is a a compliment. It's like, um, sir, that's not a compliment. We are just shaved apes. Just bumping into each other Chris, before we die. Have you ever, it's so have sad. you ever watched Family Feud? Mm. You should <laughs> you should know how high the stupidity is of like the human race. Uh, I mean it's just it's crazy. And it and it really if you don't think it's a dangerous situation, there was a girl who just got killed what was that, a month ago? I think even less to By a 31-year-old, so not like a boomer, who catcalled her. I am also 31 years old. Is that right? Yeah. This uh, guy catcalled a young college student, I think 19 or 20, I think oh she was. Oh my that's so, that's so, I, and think when she, she, I think she just graduated. I think she college. rebuked him or something, and she he probably, followed her. She probably didn't do a thing. Yeah, she probably, she probably just kept walking, yeah. I mean, which is you're like. T- you're told, like, as a woman, you're told to not. Respond. Not like, engage. Yeah. Don't engage. Don't respond. Because yeah. you like, have no idea. And look what fucking happens. Fucking psychotic. Yeah. He followed her into a, a, a parking garage and like That's strangled her in her car. In her own car. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's you're creating a dangerous situation. Oh, but then you know, it, it, you have to go through. You have to get fucking per, like weapons permits if you want to have. Pepper spray yeah. on you. I think they changed... Well, that's state by state. I think they changed it in Massachusetts. I think you can just carry it now. Because I know people were going into New Hampshire and just buying it at, like, gas stations and stuff. Like most things. Every woman <laughs> should uh, should have pepper spray, should be able to carry it. Like, it, like you and know, then, I can only look at it from, a, you know, one step's removed. Yeah. But, like, I just, it must fucking suck to, like, have to deal with that shit on a daily basis. Yeah. Like, it just must be so disheartening. I can't imagine what it's like to just walk out of your house and be like, okay, like what kind of fucking bullshit am I going to have to deal with today? It's probably you know? just the norm for some people. They don't even, I mean, I'm sure it's just second nature, which sucks. Yeah, I mean, you just like, I mean, we guys, we have to step it up and we also have to call people out on it too. When we see it, do you know what I mean? Like if you see somebody getting harassed, like it's up to, to like other men as well to be like, Hey, cut the shit. Like, you know, especially because a guy will probably think deeper about something if like a friend or a guy says it compared to another a friend or a guy or even like a stranger. And then he'll just call her a bitch for for, like saying something. Mind your business, bitch. It's It's like, oh, I can already picture it in my head and it it stresses me out. Do you want to do you want a palate cleanser? Um, I'll read you a couple stories. I, I would like a nice sherbet. Would you that like, is a, like the best gonna, palate? Yeah, I'm going to rinse have. you right now. A nice lime sherbet. Uh, according to a BuzzFeed article, August second, twenty eighteen, cat collars, cat collars in France now face on the spot fines of up to eight hundred and seventy dollars under the law. Now they'll just throw cigarettes at you instead. It's a <laughs> what? Oh, because they smoke a lot. 
Um, Good job, Chris. Yeah, you got it. But I like that. I like I like making it a fine. I'd prefer to see it criminalized, but I'll sell it for start a fine. Somewhere, I guess. You know what I mean? It's probably eight hundred seventy dollars is a good chunk of change. That's a lot. I of like money. that a lot. <clears throat> also, that's a lot of money. Houston Chronicle. This was August two thousand nineteen. Oh, that's this year. Cat collar shot by irate boyfriend at Greens Point gas station. Street justice. So yeah, he shot him in the legs. I guess it was two guys who cat called his girl, and he came outside. And shot, shot him in the legs. And then you they took what? off in a Darge Charger. And they don't know who they are. They don't know who these That's people are. Cool. They've never seen them. They've, they've never got caught. I enjoy... Like that level of street justice to be like. I mean, we don't we don't condone violence here at the motorcycle. But it does make you feel good. Yeah, I said it was a palate cleanser. Uh, San Francisco. This was this year as well. Teen boy stabbed for catcalling eighteen year old woman in San Francisco. Two girls walking down the street. These two guys cat called them. I think he threw a drink at her when she. So I think she told him to shut up or something like that. He threw a drink at her, so she ran over and stabbed him. And apparently he has life-threatening injuries. Oh, my heart is broken. You him. know what, though? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, poor guy. It's like, I maybe you should enough, keep your fucking mouth shut. I don't have enough space in my heart for assholes. But, like, think about that. Like, you harass this woman. She... And then you threw a drink at yeah, her, Yeah, and then you assault. throw a drink at her. Like, that should what be you, assault. But the point, and the point is, is that, like, when you catcall, you're creating a dangerous situation, not only for the woman... But potentially also for yourself. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And that's why it should be against the law and there should be on-the-spot fines. It's just totally crazy. I'll never understand it. It's just the the laziest, shittiest form of human communication is a man catcalling or whistling at a woman. And I'm gonna I'm gonna end there. Okay. Um so you know what else I'm excited about? What? What are you excited about? My phone actually working would be good. Oh, okay. We all have our secrets. We all have our secrets. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. New James Bond. That's exciting. I love The trailer. So the teaser came out for the trailer yesterday, which I posted on the Instagram, and then the full-length trailer came out today. Two minutes, 44 seconds. No time to die. James Bond's last hurrah as as the iconic uh, secret agent. Wait. The last James Bond movie ever, or just no, Daniel Craig? the last Craig? Daniel Craig. No, that's what I, the last that's Daniel Craig. That's what I thought. No, they wouldn't stop the franchise. That's what I mean. I was like, I got really franchise. confused because I knew Daniel Craig, like by contract, only had one one left. Right, I think. right, so exactly. I got nervous. I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm. He started. His first movie was Casino Royale in 2006. Yeah. I've been love, James Bond for 13 years. I love like Daniel Craig James Bond oh, movies. Are so they are good. so so good. He is so good. I thought Quantum of Solace. Excuse yeah. me, Quantum of Solace was excellent. It got a lot of shit. Skyfall was, I think, I think broke tons of records for being yeah. like for like tons of box office records for just being wildly popular and very very highly reviewed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spectre was really good as well. You know, he does a great job, and I think. You and I actually talked about might have talked about this on a previous episode. Cowboy. Where like James Bonds are kind of products of their environment. So like what's going on in movies at the oh, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. so he benefited from a great deal from like just this time in movie making, which I is I agree. Like, it's you not know, like the movies just kind of get better over time because the quality of everything gets right, better. Right, right. And you know, Roger Moore 
a lot of his movies were kind of goofy. Yeah. Um, Pierce Brosnan was a product of like flowy suits in the 90s. Oh, he's so, like, just so style. happy he's on the face of that N64 game for the rest <laughs> of his life. I mean, yeah, you can't take <laughs> away Goldeneye. like, yeah, you can't take away how just how great Goldeneye was yeah. as a first person shooter. It was really revolutionary. Probably more than the actual movie was. Do you hear that? Well, I think we're on fire. I think my brother's wife just set off the fire alarm. I'm definitely not editing that out. I'm leaving that in. But that means she's, she's definitely... probably going to feed us. So. Hey. Well, not if it's burnt. I'm not... I'll still eat. I haven't, eat, I haven't really eaten in days, so oh, I'm yeah. like willing to. Yeah. I'm, I'm, willing almost, to I'm so hungry when I got him. Like, can we do the ice cream segment first? <laughs> uh, but uh, no, so like, you know, and, and Pierce Brosnan had like an invisible car. Yeah. And like, you know, a big moon laser in... Yeah. Um, it's just definitely like Halle Berry of, of the times, yeah. Yeah, and so Daniel Craig came in like Sean Connery. Sean Connery was James Bond in the '60s, but that style has like stood the test of time with like the skinny ties and like yeah. you know, in pretty well form fitting like like uh, suits. Like like Roger Moore has like some of his shirts are like ridiculous, like the puffy shirt like, in Seinfeld, rough, like, like yeah. roughly, yeah, yeah, like super roughly. And it's just unfortunate that he was James Bond in that At period that time, of time, yeah. yeah. So the teaser that I posted on the Instagram already has a picture of a really sick jump. Yeah, I saw um, that. Which yeah. you followed up with me today. I did some fucking research. Did some. Uh, I did point three seconds of research. Librarian. L- oh. Librarian. That's what you should change your Instagram to. No thanks. Uh, so two Triumph models will appear in the latest James Bond film. A Scrambler 1200, written by Bond himself, also featured as the new 2020 Triumph Tiger 900. So, it doesn't say... If you watch the trailer, this article does not confirm or say which motorcycle is used in the jump. It kind of looks like the Scrambler, though. I'm guessing it's the Scrambler. Like, when you Um, look at the jump and you see that seat, it kind of looks like... Yeah. The seat of the scrambler. We're gonna keep. We're gonna keep on it. We're gonna keep on the story. The movie doesn't come out until April second. I'm gonna 2nd, get a magnifying so. glass out and just be like, "What is that?" <laughs> Looking for clues. Yep. Yeah. Fucking I'll be sure to detective. <laughs> um, but you know, not a CGI'd. You know, stunt, digitally yeah. digital stunt. Like if you watch. The Kingsman, for example, like a lot those of that are cute is just, movies. those are cute <laughs> movies. They're yarns, do you know what yeah, I mean? And a lot yeah. of that is just digital crap. Yeah. And this guy, and I'll still watch it. And it <laughs> <laughs> um, That's but, what like, you could say a lot about my life: digital crap. Um, like or like Fast and Furious, for yeah. example. A lot of that no, is yeah. just like digital rubbish. And I really like that the the James Bond franchise, especially with you know with Daniel Craig, is like okay, like we are going to toe this line of. Of course, it's fanciful, but it's also, yeah. but it's not crazy. It's not like a car doing a kickflip in the middle of the air. These, the Daniel Craig James Bond movies have been able to maintain a certain level of class, I think. Ooh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's um, so classy. Yeah, that, um, you know, compared to other movies that are, that would just be lazy about it and put uh, Triumph Scrambler. In front of a green screen, and yeah. then just put the background in later. Like, no, this like actually happened in Matera, Italy. And I really appreciate them for that. I enjoy them. Everyone's always real attractive in them. Yeah, uh, I think he's he's so stoic, and I think that's what really attracts people to James Bond and why he's be- he's such a cultural figure. Is that like, you know, 
he's never panicked or, no. you know, there's no real moments of, of, of weakness or vulnerability, even when he's, you know, strapped to a chair yeah. and, uh, you know, I expect you to die and, you know, all that other uh, kind of stuff. Um, speaking of, not to go down this rabbit hole, but like... Hey, you're allowed to because we have a podcast that we're on. Right. No one's telling us. But like we were do. talking about like the cat calls, calling in the previous segment uh-huh. and like... There are some aspects of, like, the James Bond movies that, like, looking back through that prism are yeah. kind of sketchy. Yeah, they're kind yeah. of cringeworthy. Like, I when agree. he, yeah. when he, in, in Goldfinger, he's, like, flipping pussy galore into, like, a bale of hay or something like that, and then ends up fucking her or whatever, and it's just like, you can't do that. Like, you can't fight somebody. And then have sex well, with you know. I mean, it's assault. Also, um, like, there's a, but there's a scene in Thunderball, which is a Sean yep. Connery movie, where, like, this girl is... He's at a spa, and this woman works there, and she's already, like, repelled his advances. Uh-huh. And then a guy comes in and almost kills him, and then he, kill, he you know, wrecks that guy. And then she's like, oh, my God, if my boss oh finds my out gosh. about this, I'm going to get fired. And then he's basically like, well, if you fuck me, I won't tell anyone about this. It's like, and I'm only going to hold this over does, your yeah. <laughs> And it's like... That's fucking blackmail, <laughs> you know. So there's there's certain. While I think those movies are classics, there's certain aspects of it where you're just like, oh fuck. It like, is with time. Like a lot of things are written better. Like of the times too. Like you know, a lot of that doesn't happen in the current day movies. Like there's a little bit of like. Well, I mean, he does. You know, he fucks a lot of people, and, and but it, at least it's consensual. And he's yeah. not. He doesn't have to flip them into a into a fucking barn. Yeah. Uh, in order to do it, and some of the Bond girls are really badass too. Yeah. You know, they're not all just which like is these, fun. Yeah, these damsels in in distress or whatever yeah. that can't do anything. So they've come a long way, and but yeah, I mean, there's just some there's cringe, just some scenes cringe, where you're just like, cringe. oh god, yeah. like you know, we we act like we're so evolved, but that was like you know that was only. 50, 60 years ago. You That's know? a long time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but not that long. I mean, in the grand scheme of... I guess in the grand know. scheme of fucking life. But I mean, in culture, in movies, yeah. like, 60 years ago is a long time. Fair point, fair point. Yeah. So I found this really cool article in financialexpress.com. James Bond motorcycles, great bikes that were overshadowed by Aston Martins and Jaguars. 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 I'm going to say Jaguar. Because that's how they say that it. That seems. The, that's how they say it in the though. commercial. Uh, James Bond films have been. No, in about... the commercials, they're like Jaguar, Jaguar. <laughs> um, so these guys, this guy is, uh, is paying tribute to the unsung heroes because uh, the films are. He says mostly about cars, guns, and girls, and of course the vodka martini that's shaken, not stirred. So, have you seen? Are you have you are you familiar with the catalog? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you've seen. I think Skyfall? everybody's had to watch. Pretty much every James right. Bond movie throughout their entire life. So it was a Honda CRF250R in Skyfall. Mm-hmm. The 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 guy that he's chasing actually has the exact same bike. They rode across the rooftops of uh, they're in Istanbul and they uh-huh. were riding across uh, the Grand Bazaar, um, which was really really cool. Love me a bazaar. I love it. Like, <laughs> the more bazaar, the better. I'll have to take you to an Armenian bazaar in Watertown. I would love to go. Yeah, yeah. let's do that. I need someone to take let's with do that. to these things. Um, get some get some lamb shish kebab. Hey! Oh, um, so, so yeah, so that was a CRF 250R. Love me a dual sport. You know I've got one very I similar to that. I want a dual that. sport. 
you know, nothing like, you know, a dual sport. I just want to wear it in a suit. I want to ride it in like a suit now. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I, yeah. don't, I know I never want to ride it in regular clothes again. Honda Montessa Coda in Quantum of Solace. Uh, that was in 2008. It looks like they, they made it up to look like an old scrambler. Uh-huh. Let's see. But it's usually it's usually used mostly for extreme adventure riding, but I think they kind of made it naked. And it was the same bike that they used in the Bourne Ultimatum. Oh, a, okay. Like the year before, and they had kind of dressed it up very similarly. But it that, may even be the same bike, yeah, that's <laughs> depending <laughs> on the movie studio. But that's going back to my point where, like, he just benefits from, like, yeah. being in a good time. Like, I don't think Daniel Craig's James Bond would... Like, they took a lot of pages out of the Bourne Ultimatum's book, I think, with, like, you know, European settings and and just, like, that gritty, soldierly kind of um, uh, vibe. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Um, oh, okay. I definitely want to talk about this. The BMW R1200C in Tomorrow Never Dies, Okay. So this is a 1997... I hate hate the handlebars on this bike so much that it hurts my heart. Like, I am getting acid reflux looking at the handlebars on this bike right now. That's an odd reaction. Um, So Pierce Brosnan and Michelle Yeoh? So she's the pillion. Their hands are cuffed together, right? Yeah. So if you look, he's on the throttle. She's on the clutch. Yeah. And their other, their other hands are like crossed. Yeah. Their other hands are like are holding each other, right? So the R twelve hundred C is. It was a then. It was a new boxer powered cruiser. Uh huh. It was like a you know like a. a So you would call not my taste. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, BMW said that you couldn't wheelie it. And, oh, and, tell someone that. <laughs> yeah. And stunt rider Jean-Pierre Goy uh, managed to wheelie it. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, no, this guy is actually super, super badass. Um, so if you remember the movie, he jumps with a passenger from one rooftop to another, mm-hmm. and there's a helicopter below, like the, the helicopter's in the street, yeah. and jump the helicopter with the whirling blades. yeah. Um, he actually did that. That wasn't CGI. That wasn't special effects. That's cool. He jumped from one rooftop to another over the whirling blades of a helicopter with a, a pillion passenger. passenger. Yeah, yeah, he was two up, which I thought was just like wicked, wicked cool. Let's see. We had uh, a Kagiva. Kagiva in Goldeneye. Um, he's supposed to steal it from a Russian soldier. The Russians didn't have Kagiva motorcycles uh, at Just this say time. That, but like a billion times. Kagiva. <laughs> Kagiva. Is that? I'm gonna I don't know. Like How do you that. even pronounce? Uh, Spy who loved me was a Kawasaki K900. Um, it was mostly overshadowed because he was riding. Uh, he was driving a Lotus Esprit, but he was chased. He was being chased by a henchman on a Kawasaki Z900 with a sidecar and was the longest Bond chase scene to date. I love a good henchman. And the sidecar like, I love was... that term, yeah, henchman. I know. I know. I wish I had a henchman. Do you know what I mean? I just think it'd be great. And uh, the sidecar... Oh, the sidecar was rocket propelled. That's cool. So, yeah, we need one of those. He also had a Honda ATC 90 in Diamonds Are Forever. Uh, in what was probably the slowest chase scene ever. <laughs> uh, it was a little three-wheeler. Yeah. Uh, we had a big red uh, Honda eight, uh, 200, like, I think, up in uh, Canada. Yeah. And I love that. I thing. had a friend. It still exists. Up. My uncle still has it. It's a pull start. You start it like a lawnmower. I believe that. I had a friend growing up that her family had like a bunch of trikes, and we would ride it around. Yeah. So stupid my, and dangerous. My <laughs> favorite image ever of a trike is... 
Andre the Giant shirtless on his trike, like on his, like he owned like a house with a bunch of land. Yeah. What size was it? It was, it was, I knew it was a Honda. I forget like what size. It I was, mean, they made like, I think was, like 200s, maybe 300s. I have 300. a picture of it somewhere. It's hidden on my phone because yeah. I like to look at it. Well, you know, we'll put time. it up on the Instagram. Yeah. That's my um, favorite trike like image this, is Andre the Giant like shirtless in yeah. little shorts on this trike. They were just like so easy to flip and it was oh, my, yeah. it was my That's cousin's. That's why they're not like existing. Yeah. Anymore. It was my cousin's three-wheeler. Like I said, it still exists. It's up in Canada. Yeah. And he has like a scar going like half of his torso from when he was like he was you know opening up on his bike and yeah. and just you know one little tur- like yeah, just yeah, yeah, moving yeah. the bars just the weight smidge. going a certain way it's like, and then you're like well yeah, that was nice yeah. <laughs> <laughs> alright I think we got I think it's ice cream time is it? I'm starving oh. so this is, this is what I've, I've really been looking forward to this I've just been trying to get through all Uh-oh. this other shit <laughs> This is the first one you've ever, like, texted me ahead of time and been like, hey, like, you're really gonna, this is really, you you know, yeah, this is really gonna be something. Do you want to take a picture before you eat it? <sighs> I'm so fucking hungry, I just, uh... <laughs> Perfect. Okay. All right, let me get in. Oh, are you recording? Oh, yeah. Oh. I was <laughs> like, are we recording? <laughs> let me get in this thing here. Ooh, I like that. All right, so I'm saying, I'm saying it probably has, like, a vanilla base. There's chocolate. Okay, so there's chocolate bits in there. Definitely what looks like like a toffee or like a caramelly kind of a it thing. It does look a little toffee-y. It looks toffee-y. <laughs> that's the technical term for yeah. something with toffee. Yep, Toffee-y. Right. Well, let me okay. get in there. I want, I want this bit of chocolate there. Okay. you've that's your, that's your guess that you've formulated. No, but I feel like... Well, let me try it too. Cause... I feel like this could be... Um, is this like a candy bar derivative? Is it candy bar adjacent? I thought I just got a bit of coconut. Is there coconut in this? No, I can't have coconut. Oh, you can't have coconut. Lynn's on the floor. <laughs> it was just cold. I got my teeth cleaned yesterday, so my teeth are a tad sensitive. But they told me I brush and floss great. So Really? I love flossing. They probably said you floss well. I don't remember now. <laughs> now I don't remember. It was a, it was a whole day ago. <laughs> now we've gone back to my short-term memory. <laughs> Are you ready for me to unveil? It is. Oh. It is. Milkshake and fries? What? Yeah. It is Cool House Milkshake and Fries. Now, I bent the my normal thing for this. It says it's Tahitian vanilla bean ice cream, yes. shoestring shoe french fries, and milk chocolate malt balls. Oh my god. <laughs> That's why I was so excited about it, because it's kind of a bizarre flavor. There's potato in this, huh? Yeah, it's like legitimate French fries. Oh my god. Because you know how some people That's what like, those things are. Some people like dip their French fries in like shape. Like yeah. people always used to do it with Frosties. Yeah. I mean, I never did it because... I don't really like Frosties, but... Yeah. Well, no, I like Frosties, but I like to keep, I like to keep my world separate, you know? Well, not anymore. <laughs> we have crossed that barrier. Yeah. I don't want to even say that this is a French fry, but it almost feels like those the can of um, yeah potato, potato sticks. sticks. Potato it's sticks. like the actual can. Like oh, that makes me think of my grandfather. He always had those when he would go over. That's what these remind me yeah. of. But I think they're saying that it's French fries. I mean, I uh, guess I it, think it could be a French but fry. But you could put potato sticks in there, and everybody would live. It's not like wait a minute. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I like that. Three and a half. I'm also giving it a three and a half. 
Three and a half. Hey, consensus. Because I think there's enough chocolate in this to make it, mm-hmm. like, not so much just like, oh, that's vanilla ice cream. Like, right. it has enough, like, stuff in it yeah. to give it's it not, more flavors. Well, it's it's not too busy. No, 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 no. Not at all. Everything like, seems to complement each other in, like, a really nice, classy, polite way. Uh-huh. You know, it's not like a bunch of, you know, it's not like a bunch of potatoes. Uh, it does just say... Non-GMO shoestring potatoes. All right. Well, then, yeah, they're potato sticks. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, three and a half spoons. But I thought it was interesting. Like, I remember when we were starting to do the podcast, and I was always looking at flavors at the store, and I'm like, someday I'm going to get that goddamn (laughs) French fry ice cream. Because it's it's odd. Like, I bet people would be, like, not into the idea of this just from looking at it. I mean... I wouldn't try... I would recommend this to people, though. This is pretty good. Yeah. I I probably wouldn't get it just because it's so cold my teeth hurt. (laughs) 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 You are... She looks like she's in pain. (laughs) I wouldn't get it just because it was like vanilla ice cream base. And it... I like the idea of salty sweet. Like, I love... Yeah. That concept. I don't really. I don't like... I don't like kettle corn or anything else, but... No, this is good. I highly, uh, I highly recommend it. To try something odd, like it says about this flavor, fast food. The original name for this flavor was inspired by those who have had the genius idea to dip a French fry in their milkshake. Mm-hmm. We sought to. I don't know ev- if it's genius. <laughs> we sought to evoke this magical, ultimate sweet and savory moment in this ice cream flavor, and it was so popular in our shops that we brought it to pint form. While we recognize fast food can mean different things to different folks, the fast food we are referring to means today's generation of fresh, sustainably sourced, but affordable casual eating menus and environments. Learn about more. I don't think that's what everyone means by fast food. (laughs) Learn more about the inspiration behind (laughs) this flavor. It's like, thanks, man. But I think it's... Well, you're really blazing your own trail with that (laughs) fast food definition. What the fuck are you talking about? We've had this... We've tried this brand before. I think the last time we Mm -hmm. tried it, it was the churro. Yep. It was like the street cart churro flavor. Yeah, they go for it. I mean, like... They have a lot of unique flavors. That's like a majority. And I know at the store, they have those really big individual ice cream sandwiches at the store. Like, you don't get a box of them. It's like one huge one. And it's pretty expensive, so but they have unique and interesting flavors anyway, so it's worth trying some yeah. of them. Um, all right, till next time, Motorcycle Scoop, I'm Motorcycle Chris. I'm Lynn. She's Lynn. <laughs>